the intro. Hi. <laughs> we are here, Homo in Training, your favorite. Hey, bitch. My name is Leslie. And I'm Jay Doye. And we are a variety show. And uh, I, I, okay, we used to post these Avatar episodes every Friday, but I'm gonna see what is up with the analytics because it seems like Fridays, like nobody really listens. And then by Saturday, it's like when we get half of the listens. So yeah. might have to change that up. Who knows? So, but So maybe maybe we'll change again. And that's okay. We do what we it's want. Right. It's, it's, well, yeah. You ain't paying us to do nothing. <laughs> so uh, um, every, every week we do a bonus episode that we talk about. Avatar The Last Airbender. And this will not be like normal rotation episodes because we're just going to ask a basic question and then go on with the episode. Yes. I'm going to ask you right. something very serious. Yes. Something that I may, I try not to judge, but may or may not. Yeah. Do I'm prepared. You, do you sit on your bed with your street clothes? Let me just say, <gasps> <laughs> let me just say oh, that on TikTok, there is a very like controversial like thing about people saying like, oh, you don't shower after you come back from being outside. If I showered before I went outside, I'm sorry. I'm not going to shower the moment I get back inside. If I did, like, we went to the beach, mm-hmm. I went to work out, which would never happen. If it was a super hot day and I was obviously sweating down my back or, you know, sweaty and can smell my sweat, yes, I would. But, okay. like, if I'm going to the store... To grab something. Yeah, and it doesn't really require much sweating on my part, and then I get home and change my clothes... I will lie in my bed. So I lie in my bed with like street hair, (laughs) like I guess, Mm -hmm. but I, yeah, I don't like to, I don't like to wear the clothes that I wear outside inside. I'm usually like when I'm inside, I get that. I'm a a bum. Yeah, no, I get that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I haven't heard, well, I don't have TikTok, so I haven't seen the 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 little discourse, Yeah, but I guess I can see why that's a thing. But then it's like, that's why you wear clothes. That's why you wash your face. Yeah. So you wash your hands. That's why you wash your hands. Like, yeah. hello. And also, that's why you should watch wash your pillowcases weekly. And then there's a there's a time frame for when you should wash your sheets, your comforter. Yeah. So let's have that conversation. Um, I do not wear my street clothes mm-hmm. on my bed. It is a, it's a big no-no for me. And not I, even when you have guests? No. And, and I kind of set the standard if I do have a guest and it's like, Let's sit on the floor. <laughs> like, I'll be like, let's Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because when you have guests, they're not going to change into something they're else. They're not, they're not. But um, I, I'm i I'm just, I, I, I speak my truth mm-hmm. and it's my bed. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to sit on it. Mm-hmm. I'm very just particular about my bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has only been a thing for like the last several years where I'm like really respecting like my bedroom my bed that's why I'm very mm-hmm. like I cannot I cannot even when I'm really tired I'm like let's see you have like your workout clothes on yeah. like I try really not to but yeah me too I lay on the floor yeah I'll just like lay on the floor or whatever even though it's like oh it'd be kind of fun to scroll my phone on my bed but I just don't yeah or whatever so no I don't I know like I mean it's whatever if people do or whatever like that's your bed um yeah. but for me I don't I also go with, like, I'll shower if I went to the beach or something like that. Because then it's like, of course I'm going to. Yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah, I almost always switch out of whatever clothes I have on almost every day. And I almost every day do shower, though, because I do work out or I'll be out and about. But do you shower twice a day? I shower in the morning, which means that includes my hair. 
So that's the fine showering. I shower, okay. I do my hair, I scrub a dub. In the mornings? In the mornings. So, bitch, you're waking up at like five in the morning to scrub a dub dub? Yeah. Damn. And then when I get home during the weekday or even on a weekend, depending on whatever I did, I rinse off. Cause but I not went, your hair. Because I, not my hair. Okay. Not my hair. I rinse off. So I do like a body wash and stuff because I did go to the gym mm-hmm. and it is kind of nasty. Why, why do you do that? Because you're already clean in the morning. Why do you have to re-shower? I'm not clean in the morning though. But you showered at night. I did a shower at night. I rinsed off at night. Oh, okay. Wait, so a shower includes your hair? Yes. Okay. I rinse off nightly. Okay. Oh, so in the mornings you basically just wash your hair? I wash my hair. And then I'll just maybe like wash my body again. Why do you do your hair? What do I do my hair? Because it gets like weird oh, at night and stuff or whatever. Okay. And also it's like if I went to the gym the night before, I have like... But it looks nice when it's all like curly and like messy. Really? Yeah, you never wear it like that. I do wear it like sometimes. You just wear bone strength. No, no, I do wear it like that. And people have told me like, did you just wake up? <laughs> and it's like... Because I used to think, like, oh, this is kind of fun that my hair does oh, this. Oh, okay. I like that. But I used to do it, and, like, yeah, some people would be like, some people I won't mention, but if you know where I spend my time Monday to Fridays at <laughs> certain time, I'll let you know. would be like, oh, like, did you just wake up? And I'm like, my hair does this crunchy thing when I, like, sleep with it up mm-hmm. that it gives it, like, texture because yeah. I have – Jay can attest to this. I have very thin hair, so it's very hard for my hair to get any – Texture, I know, boohoo me. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I rinse off at night, and then I wash my hair in the morning, which means I shower. And if I need to like shave my underarms or something, I do that. Okay. We need to teach you how to. I don't know, sleep with your hair in rollers or something, girl. Because I that's I, a lot of showering. I yeah, I sometimes won't like I'll like skip and then I'll just like have my hair kind of like whatever. Rarely do I straighten it, but if I do, it's because yeah, it gets like kind of like weird and like maybe like oil if I don't sleep with um with a silk, the silk bonnet, and I only do the silk bonnet when I have washed my hair. Mm, Yeah, because I I, I can't go in there like dirty. And so then I, at, during the weekdays, if you think about it, I don't have time to sleep with a silk bonnet because my hair is dirty and I don't want to do the silk bonnet, Mm. which then, but the silk bonnet does help keep my hair like whatever, where I don't have to, Okay. I don't have to like shower in the morning, fully shower or whatever. But anyways. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. That's Uh, the discourse on that. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's start this episode. All right. Do you remember what happened in last episode? So the gang went to Boston Say. They wanted to tell the emperor about what they literally just witnessed outside last episode about the fucking drill, bitch. And apparently, he's just a figurehead. Yeah. The king is not someone who is has really any authority. It sounds like the British. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of controlled by the Dai Li. Um, and their head person is, what's his name? Oh, Long Feng. Long Feng. Mm-hmm. And he's sketchy. He's sketchy because he pretty much captures people brainwashes them and we see this when we see that they have like their little tour guide judy mm-hmm. very sketch very brainwashed and then at the end of the episode it's a whole new judy exactly like carbon copy yeah so it's clear that they're they have a brainwashing academy there's some weird shit there's some cult-like shit going on because they also are denying that there's a war y- yeah you can't say certain stuff you can't say that there's a war and they also do that to your our boy jet though yeah no they capture him yeah and that's 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 one of the things that happens that jet gets in some trouble because 
He saw some secret fire bending from Uncle Iroh. No. So he Keep gets mouth shut. So now he's brainwashed and the gang finds out that Long Fang knows where Appa is and they're kind of their prisoners now. Mm-hmm. They gave him like a it's almost they blackmailed. Yeah. They blackmailed. They gave him an ultimato and blackmailed him and said if you want your, your fucking bison, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they did. And shut up. They really did say it like that. And one thing that I did mention last uh, episode that I saw on Wikipedia is that this episode was nominated for an Emmy for it- Outstanding Animated Program. Oh, did it win? No, it was just nominated. Ugh. No, we'll take the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just an honor to be nominated. Ugh, at this point. Okay, so, so <laughs> this episode is structured in kind of tales mm-hmm. where you're going to get, I think it's four stories. So you're going to get Katara and Toph, you're going to get Uncle Iroh, Sok- Aang, Sokka, Zuko, and Momo. And um, Can't wait for Momo. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of separate these into little topics. So the first one is about Katara and Toph. The girls. And the girls have a day out. It starts with everyone getting ready in the mirror. It looks like Katara puts those loopies in every day. She doesn't sleep with her loops in. I, but that's hair, right? Yes. Okay, so she undoes the hair. <laughs> so she undoes the loops and then puts them back in the morning. Okay, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, Aang is shaving his bald-headed ass bitch. Which, did you ever think that he shaves his head every day? Like... This bitch is growing hair. I just thought he was just bald. I kind of just forgot that he shaves it. I kind of did just assume that maybe he was bald because he's an avatar. But now that we think about it, he's a child. So, yeah. of course, <laughs> he's, he's growing hair. hair. Um, and then Sokka is um, shaving, his, shaving his like peach fuss that he has going on. Uh, and then Toph. And then there's Toph. Toph wakes up a fucking mess, disheveled and covered in dirt. I don't even want to imagine what this girl smells like. Dude, she probably doesn't. It's probably not good. But she she doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Which is, okay, cool. And Katara sees this disheveled mess and says, let's have a little spa day. She's like, let me help this fucking girl. And she's like, we should do a girl's day. A girl's day. Yeah, spa day, basically. And she tells her, okay, I'll do anything, but... Don't just don't touch my feet. And then that's where the, do they go? That's the first thing they do is they go and get a petty. And Toph is not having it. But I wonder if maybe it's because, right, she hates her feet. <laughs> like, you know, no, no, like anti-fit um, foot fetish. But also, like, sh- they're probably callous. They probably yes. are hurt. Yes. Um, they're probably burnt, blistered. And when you don't have shoes and you just walk with your bare feet, they, dr- they do grow, like, an exterior, like, it's a different type. You like know, a callus. A callus, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it probably burns whatever yeah. they're doing or adding. So, yeah, that's probably why she wasn't having it. Maybe. I think you can get rid of calluses. I'm pretty sure that you, yeah, can. you can. And I think that's what they're trying to do. But when you do that, yeah, the skin is so sensitive underneath all that hard skin. Oh, it's exposed. Exactly. And I'm sure that it's probably, like, crusty. And when you pull skin from a callus, it's just... Ouch. Yeah. So, yeah. I... She hated that. Yeah. And... Katara doesn't get anything about consent. No, Katara was like, you said what? (laughs) All right, that's the first thing we're doing. Because, girl, your feet are a mess. They do a nice mud bath. They do. Have you ever done a mud bath? I haven't. I would want to, though. Yeah. Uh, Would you? I would. I don't know if I do a steam room, though. They also do a steam room. I love a steam room. I just, what's the point? I love, there's nothing like just being, like, cooked. (laughs) Cooked, almost alive. alive. Like a dumpling. Um, (laughs) I just really like 
like like sweating like you're detoxifying really yeah. and it's like a cleanse completely that's what it feels like for me but i know for like some people it feels claustrophobic yeah. um but i i would have been down with that days girl like damn sorry was the invite you get lost in the mail yeah <laughs> like bitches go to Boston say but they also uh get their makeup done they do mm-hmm. it is a little much it's a lot there's a lot of blush I'll, okay, thank you. I was about to say, like, it would have been fine if there was just not that much blush. Like, yeah. They, they whoever they did their makeup, like, <laughs> turned it up on us on the blush. But they look pretty. You know, Toph feels pretty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've never really done this for myself. And, I I mean, why would you? You're blind. Yeah. And yeah. your parents also think you're helpless. So I'm sure they They're went, not going to, yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah. And Katara's, you know, they're having a good day. They're walking. Toph feels confident. And they run into these... Really mean girls, specifically Star, who is clearly insecure. Clearly insecure and needs to take a look in the mirror, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you're not wearing enough blush, girl. <laughs> and tells, like, they tell them, like, hey, you look really pretty. And Toph takes that as an actual compliment. Yeah. Um, But she was making fun of her. Yeah, she said for a clown. She also oh. called her a monkey. Yeah, which is really... So you obviously don't know history. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So that's fucking rude. And Toph obviously like nervous laughs um, and makes uh, the earth underneath them like a hole and then they fall in the water and Katara does her water bending. They get revenge. Yes, they do. Um, but Toph is trying to hold her head high mm-hmm. and be like, no, I'm not, I'm not bothered. But it's fine. But she's very bothered. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you can tell that she is hurt by the comments. And of course, like she's a young girl. She's who is 11. Blind. Of course, like, anyone who, even if they would have said, like, nice headband, haha, for a loser, you would have taken it, like, to heart, because it's like, dude, that's my everyday headband. Like, what's going on? But, you know, what Toph says is that, you know, she's never really cared about appearances because she is blind, and she knows who she is. And, you know, Katara is a very nice friend and reaffirms her and says that that's actually something she admires about Toph. It's just like her confidence and who she is as a human, not like her appearance wise, because she really does do a lot. Yeah. And then um, Katara's like, but for what it's worth, bitch, you're pretty and I would hit it. <laughs> yeah. It's not important that she is pretty, but it is nice to hear. It's here. It's it's, it's good to hear it. I mean, a, a compliment for your physical because it's what we lead with you yeah. know, to the to the public can go a long way yeah it's interesting to see that she is so confident right like and amazing and talented but you know it's, it's good to see that you know confidence isn't always like you still get your feelings hurt mm-hmm. even though you're confident you can still feel down about yourself yeah totally yeah totally words what do they say sticks and stones may break my, my bones, but words, words do hurt. Words fuck me. Words. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next one is the tale of Iroh. And Uncle <sighs> Iroh is dilly dallying and looks like he woke up early. Yeah, he had a pep in his step. He <sighs> went to go buy a picnic basket. The <clears throat> vendor says, you know, bitch, if this is a romantic type of thing and you should do the lavender, he's like, no, but it's a special occasion. Yes. He goes on about his way. And even helps a mood flower on his way. He's like, yeah. this mood flower shouldn't be in the direct sun. This is why it's dying. Yep. Partial sun. He's going <sighs> about his dilly-dally way. And then. He, well, actually, he runs into a little kid. He runs into a um, bitch-ass kid who's crying. Balling. With snot and everything. And it's I'm like, oh, he only has like one tooth and it is gross. <laughs> <laughs> and he sings for him a nice little ditty. It's, it's a really sweet song. 
about a soldier boy mm-hmm. come marching home. Kind of like Drummer Boy. I think it's... Ba-ra-ba-bum, yeah. Bitch. <laughs> and, you know, he makes the kid laugh. The kid pulls on his beard and it's a cute little interaction that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, the next part that you were getting at was these ruffians, just normal kids playing soccer bending. Yes. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Soccer bending, yeah. And... One of them hits that ball so hard, yeah. it goes straight into a window and it breaks it. And, you know, Uncle Iris out here giving some wisdom. He's like, you know, you do have to admit when you're wrong and then try to restore your honor. But then Heidi Ho, they find out that it is like a giant. Like an ogre fucking like a, looking guy. And it was, and he was like, I'm going to shred you guys to pieces. <laughs> and Uncle Iris, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bitches run. Yeah. And then he it gets mugged. By well, oh. well, there's an attempt to mug him. Because he hides in an alleyway. Yeah. And there's this guy that says, give me your fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> and Uncle Iris like, wait, what? And he's like, give me your money. He's like. But your stance, he's like, yeah, he's he's a mess. You're gonna be knocked down, and he does such as so. He knocks him down and takes the knife and says, you know, that's such a weak stance, and shows him how to properly stand. You know, yeah, be with more, you know, put more weight on the first foot is what I hear. And then he's like, but you don't really look like a criminal to me. You know, like what's going on? Yeah, and has like this whole like therapy session with him and inspires confidence in him and validates what this. He's not a criminal, just I guess what this random guy would want to do in the future. And he's like, yeah, like no one's ever believed in me. He's like, you always got to believe in yourself first, bitch. But you know what really matters is that you believe is when – no. He's like, you always got to believe in yourself. But sometimes it does help when someone gives you that little push. And and because it is like a blessing when when you are confused or when you are doubting your, your skills and you're doubting who you are. Someone who sees that can just be like, bitch, you got it. Kind of like with the Toph thing and Katara. Yes, yes. uh-huh. So connecting those two stories. Okay. And turns out that the picnic he was planning for was for the anniversary of the death of his son. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently that um, painting that he had, like kind of like a selfie that his son had made for him and sent to his dad. Just be like, hey, I'm still cute. Cute. And he had he a cute it. son. Yeah. <laughs> let, me tell you, mm. let me tell you, them fucking Azulans, <laughs> they can get it, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, except for Iroh. And <laughs> he sings the song that he sang to the little boy and it's really sad because he misses his son. Yeah. And what happens at the end? Like the the little message. In honor of Mako. So do you know who Mako is? No. Mako is... Oh my god. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like crying and the whole reason is because Mako is the voice actor of Uncle Iroh. So he got cancer and like died before like the episodes like started airing. Oh, so the voice of Uncle Iroh is... He died. He's gone, yeah. Um, oh. he's, it's dedicated to the voice actor Mako Imatsu, and he died just seven days after chapters 10 and 11 initially aired. Oh. He died on July 21st, 2006 at 72 because he had, um, cancer in his throat. Esophageal? Yeah. Wow. So then Uncle Al's voice changes then. No, like he already, he died while it was airing. So oh, it's already died. everything was recorded already. Yeah. Oh, okay. It died while it was recorded. Okay, okay. And that was his last like show that he was ever on. Was That was the last. Mm. So it's sad. Um, that is sad. Uh-huh. Uh, they said that Uncle Iroh, you know, at the end when he's crying about his son, that it's about like his guilt because, you know, his son died at Bon Sing Se. Mm-hmm. 
So he's in Boxing Say, so I think he feels a lot of remorse. Is that remorse? I don't know. Like when you just you feel responsible. He feels responsible for yeah, his son's death. Yeah, he feels death. guilt. Yeah. He's, he feels, yeah, at fault for his son's death. Because yeah. he says, I wish I could have... Um, Saved you. Helped you. Yeah. Like he did with the, the fucking... Everybody. With everybody. <laughs> yeah. With everybody. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. And he couldn't do that for his son. His yeah. blood. Yeah. So that's why I'm crying profusely. Just because it's really sad. Mm. And people say on the internet that he's crying because... At this point in the episode, it's when he found out he had cancer and was dying. Mm. But I will say, everybody commented on it saying, like, where's the source? Mm. And no one's, like, really said anything. Been able to cite it. Okay. So I don't, I don't really believe that, but it just makes it really sad that, like, yeah. Because when I first watched it, I was like, who's Mako? And then, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, and um, mm-hmm. they honored him in the next season with Korra. There was a character named Mako, so... Oh, he got his comeuppance. Oh, yeah. okay. Now what's the tale of Aang? Let's see what this bitch is up to. <laughs> so still no Appa. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no idea where this man is. Um, but in this tale of Aang, he goes to this fucking abandoned zoo. It's really sad. It is very depressing. It's actually how most zoos look. I was literally going to say that. Aren't most zoos problematic? Dude, that's how Garden City Zoo looks like. Dude, our hometown zoo... Looks like this episode. It's, it's sad. sad. Like the tiger looks that sad. The, the giraffes have literally no space. It's just it's really the lions sad. have yeah. like they're just in like these cages. They can't roam. It is really sad. But yeah, um, all these animals that all have particular names are just sad. And the zookeeper said that you know the daily won't give him money because the kids won't go to the zoo. And he's like, the kids won't come because it's nasty. And I can't clean it. And I can't <laughs> clean it because I don't have money. Yeah. And he's like, um, I wish that they could roam free and do their thing. Yeah. And Avatar, of course, of course, he's being the animal lover. He's like, I can help you. Yeah. He's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an animal whisperer. He's like, I'm really good with animals, actually. Yeah, because he's like, how are you gonna get all these animals? Because well, Aang also suggests that outside the wall there's a lot of space, so let's make a zoo out there. And he's like, well, how are you gonna get them out there? And he's like, well, I'm a, I'm an animal whisperer. I can mm-hmm. figure it out. And there was a whole fucking Fantastical Beast type of scene where all the animals just <laughs> go wild. They are literally attacking. Like gone. Um, what's what's AWOL? Yeah, kind of like Jumanji. Have you ever seen Jumanji? No, I haven't. Should I watch it? It's actually a really good movie. Do you okay. like uh? Not I'm the Rock. No, no, that's the new one. The oh. one with um Robin Williams. He's oh, in it. Oh, he's the original. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's really good. Okay. But um, uh, these. Uh, dragonflies are biting on people. people's hair. These monkeys are, are going up into someone's shop. This um, rabbit this kangaroo. Rabbit kangaroo is eating the cabbages. That poor man. Dude, that and it's it, he's obviously there for comedic reasons because you know Aang finally gets control of the animals, but the the fucking rabbit fucking kangaroo is still eating the cabbages while the cabbage man's just sitting there crying. Just crying and he's like crunch <laughs> like in his face. This poor man does not does not get a break. We should start a fundraiser Seriously, for Seriously. The, the avatar's like, I thought this would be easier. It's like, <laughs> girl, these are wild animals, girl. Like, what do you think? So he uses a little blow powers to kind of put them all in one spot. Mm-hmm. And then they're charging to the wall. They end up breaking through the wall and 
<laughs> yes, when you were like, oh, they're free. And then he just like... He built a wall. Built a zoo, basically. I said, but it yeah, has... It's it's, nice. uh, it's out. It's in the prairie. They it's have, cute. you know, their surroundings. They have nature. It's not cages. Yeah, they have things to play on. Yes. So it's, it's better than what they had. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was the tale of Aang. Um, now what's the tale of Sokka? <laughs> gonna say much about that one. You're not gonna say much about that one. <laughs> Sokka. I don't oh. think I really like Sokka. He's <laughs> that's, just so, that's fair. He's so annoying. Yeah. So this one's gonna be short. He goes to this poetry slam, and he gets slammed. open word. <laughs> open word. Um, he gets slammed because he. <laughs> Literally does not take the form of poetry, a.k.a. haiku, seriously. Yeah. Uh, the teacher is beating him in the rhymes. He's firing back, but he fucks up at the end and has six syllables instead of five. And he gets kicked right out of that establishment. And what do we learn? Sokka's an idiot. Sokka's an idiot. He's really cocky. And he'll do anything for a girl. He'll do anything for it. Literally. Yeah, you're right. Like, anything. And I'm just like... Uh, but we'll end with... Uh, what do you... Have you ever had to do an haiku? Didn't we have to do poems? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that in elementary school. Yeah, like you'd have you. It was I think it was like something that you need to do to pass pass the class. Yeah, I think it was like writing. Or yeah, something. yeah, and I would get nervous because I'm like, ooh, like five syllables. Ooh, but I, yeah, I write some. I'm gonna say something controversial. I just don't really like reading poetry. I I don't think that's that controversial at all. I say it all the time. I don't connect with poetry that much. I'll write it. But right, okay. (laughs) Well, music is poetry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, music is poetry. Yeah, I don't connect with poetry that much. I don't know, which is crazy because you're right. Music is poetry. Rap is poetry. I just, you know, let me not say anything. It's an art. It really is. But I just don't connect with it as much as some people do, where they really like are able to be like, wow, this masterpiece. Two lines. How did she think of that? Yeah. Like, oh, Emily, Dick- them- Emily Dickinson and, like, all these, like, other, like... Sylvia Plath. Sylvia Plath. Rumi. Yeah. Rumi has, like, nice, cute ones. I, I, yeah. I think I read something that she's kind of problematic. So yeah. maybe let me not say anything. Yeah. Um, there's some poetry that I've read that I've been, like, oof, gets me right in the right in the gut. And, and one more before we move on to the next one, um, which the next one is going to be the, the Tales of Zuko. Oh, that's right. But uh, I will say that I also don't like spoken word. Yeah. Like, we're like, I was a child, <laughs> so confused, <laughs> parents gone, life gone, head gone, who am I? Am I gone? <laughs> gone girl. Because <laughs> I've seen so many videos of people making fun of them that I just, it's, because it's, it's just like, it's not easy. You're trying to find these connections that are just like, they're so dumb. Like, yeah. like, gone girl girl am i gone girl i've been gone too long like shut up like that doesn't make any sense like i look at it so funny you try it yeah <laughs> no wait okay what can i say uh talk about work okay um showed up to work are they working me me am i working for them clock in clock out want to be out <laughs> <laughs> Counting the hours on the clock. I took TikTok. I, TikTok. I'm more on TikTok than I am at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to do a slam poetry night because I mean I appreciate the art. I appreciate it. It's just so like it's too much. It's just like I always thought it was too much. <laughs> but some people really find that healing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a religious. And, and, and respect that. <laughs> Out of respect, let's move on. <laughs> it, isn't it crazy how you like Zuko more than Sokka? Or yeah, no? that is crazy. Yeah, I don't mind Zuko because like I can kind of understand where he's coming from. He is kind of mean, though. He is mean, but he's just not annoying. Yeah. He's just, like, a mean child, and it makes sense. Yeah, because like he's had... Like, trauma. Yeah. Like he's a had a mean trauma. dad, mm-hmm. a mean sister, no mom. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's had to develop that type of thing. Like, a rough ex- exterior to, like, protect yourself and not get close to anyone, because yeah. anyone that he does kind of leaves. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, he doesn't an- annoy me as much. Yeah. So, the episode starts with Zuko being sus and telling Uncle Iroh... There's some girl in here, and she's a spy. And she has been having her eyes on us for the last few weeks because this bitch always comes in. I think she knows what we know. And Uncle Carl's like, and she has a crush on you, a little bitch. Like, are you dumb? Are you dumb? And she sure does because she pays, and she's like, hey, what's your name? Yeah. And he's like, Lee. That because right, he's using a fake name. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I was wondering if like you'd like to go out with me or whatever. And he. <laughs> enthusiastically yes. doesn't do anything but Uncle Iron <laughs> straight up says yes yeah he's his wingman yes it's so cute because uh, it's like after the shift and Uncle Iroh combs his hair to the like, side it was <laughs> it's cute it was the cutest thing ever and she messes it up and he's like, hey, my uncle, my uncle do my hair. For like 10 minutes. <laughs> it was it was cute. And then they go take have lunch. And obviously she's trying to get to know him. Mm-hmm. And he does what most guys do. One word replies, incoherent sentences. The girl's doing all the work. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out who the fuck is Lee. Seriously. He just lies after lies, saying he's a juggler, can't juggle. Then he has to prove it. And he sure as hell does not. He's obviously embarrassed. Uh, but the date's nice. You know, she laughs. She's like, you're so kooky. He tries to compliment her about her eating. Didn't really turn out that way. Um, and she's horny. She wants to fuck. And she's like, let's go to, what'd you call it? It's her favorite place. Yeah. It's where, like, the lights will, like, listen on the fountain Yeah, like the lanterns. Yeah. Uh It's like the center of town, it looks like. And it turns out that all the lanterns that are usually lit, we're not. Mm Mm-hmm. So he decides to out himself. Well, okay. Well, he secretly he tells her, "Close your eyes, bitch." And he's like, "You better not peek." And he lights those bitches up. But Uncle Iroh can't heat up tea. You think she knows? You have to. How how'd you light that? Yeah, like I think so. Because when as soon as she asked, like, "How'd you do that?" It like he like kind of switched topics, and they just looked at each other because it was like romantic. Yeah. And so she's going in for the kiss. He's obviously shy and says. He, here's this coupon for free tea. She's like, oh, that's really sweet. And she's like, now I have something for you, daddy. Close your eyes. And gives him a big old smooch. And then he, he returns it. He does return it, but then he like pulls back and runs away. And he's like, it's complicated. Yeah. And, you know, he goes home. Uncle Iroh is waiting for him, trimming his bonsais. And he's like, how'd it go, Zuko? And Zuko slams the door like a normal teenager, but opens it and says, it was good. It was cute. It was nice. I think he'll be seeing her around. But yeah, cute little story. I don't know. The lesson is don't be so... Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Be vulnerable. And it's okay. To try new things out. And out yourself. (laughs) So the last one is going to be Momo. That's right. So let's see how he's dealing with... Because Momo lost his best friend. Momo... People don't talk about that enough. People don't talk about that enough. And we need to. And we will. So it starts with Momo having a dream... It seems like a nice dream. I think it's like him reminiscing of the past. 
Right, of the good old times with his best friend, Appa. Pre-colonization, I think. Right. Because they're picking berries from a very high tree, um, but then he's obviously awakened by thunder. <clears throat> and he finds, like, a, like kind of Appa's fur in on his head. I don't know where it, he found yeah, it. Yeah, it was, like, on his head. So it was definitely some of, like, Appa's shedding, like, yeah. the shedding that he does. And so he, he wraps it around his wrist... <laughs> And he starts going to look for Appa because he feels that he sees Appa. Oh, but it's a cloud. It's a cloud. And then he thinks he sees Appa again, but it's just a tree that has similar... I mean, there's probably like white flowers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout that whole mess, he runs into like a gang of like panther cats mm-hmm. um, or panther monkeys because they sound like monkeys. And... They do not like him. They hate him. Dude, it was very black versus white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, she... Uh, well, I don't know if, I'm not going to gender Momo, but... <laughs> they uh, uh, run through the fucking town, and he gets caught up in this, like... Circus, like, the monkey <laughs> dancing little number, and he does the part. He does a robot. <laughs> he does the Egyptian. He um, is killing it. Yeah. Obviously took lessons from Sarah, and <laughs> sorry guys it's a joke um but then the panthers are aggressively stalking him nobody seems to be concerned that there are literally lions next to them mm-hmm. uh they attack him um and they're about to they're about to eat him or yeah. something yeah they get caged up and it looks like there's a transition happening like transaction i mean happening where they're being maybe sold oh yeah no well the panthers like gain up on on appa, oh, on, okay. appa on momo mm-hmm. and then they get caught in um a, a like a net a net uh-huh. um and it looks like they're gonna get sold for food because yes, okay. they're at a butcher mm-hmm. um but it's cool because they show momo like how he hears people mm-hmm. like gibberish and i'm just like oh yeah he doesn't he doesn't speak the language. Yeah, he's an animal. Um, but he manages to escape because he has thumbs, mm-hmm. um, gets out of the cage, but sees that the Panthers are kind of like, so you're just going to like it's leave like, us here? Oh, you almost did kill me, so. Uh, Momo, Momo does a good thing. He does. He lets them out, and they escape, and one of the lions sees that Momo has the the appa fur on his, um, on his arm and takes it. And Momo thinks like, oh, this bitch is trying to rob me. Uh-huh. But it turns out he takes him to this um, paw print that is clearly Appa's. Yeah. And he just lays there. And he's just like, and it starts raining, so it makes it even more sad. <laughs> Momo is not doing, have we ever asked Momo how he's doing? Nobody really cares about Momo. It just is devastating. Like, it, let's check in more on people that we love, aka Momo. This is your... <laughs> sign. A sign to reach out to someone who you love. And send them a, hey, how you doing? Check hey, in on them. Hey, big head. Um, so now we're done. Uh, what do you think of this episode? A lot of small little stories. A lot of small stories. It was cute. It's nice to see each of them doing something different other than like attacking each other or trying to like carry out a mission. It's fun, them, it's fun seeing them do just like individual everyday things. Like, oh, go to the zoo or like get stuck doing this or just like... Things that you don't think about, I guess. Yeah. Obviously, the show is called Avatar The Last Airbender, but it kind of shows that all these characters are the main character. Yeah. Gave them all a story. It gave you more insight into who they are. You know, Aang is, loves freedom. He loves, you know, people to feel free. Animals, mm-hmm. everything to feel free. Mm-hmm. You know, Katara's a nurturing person. She yeah. wants to, she wants to make sure that everyone is taken care of because in that way, she also is fulfilling her her love needs, you know, mm-hmm. and Toph mm-hmm. is tough on the outside, but soft on the inside, That's girl. That's what I'm saying. And 
do we say Sokka's an idiot? Sokka is an idiot. And then Zuko is complicated. Zuko is complicated and Momo needs to be checked in on. Yeah, and Uncle Iroh is the goat. He's he's nice. But you know, next episode, we find out why Panapa. Finally! <laughs> so- I've been waiting for an eternity. <laughs> Let's go. Bye.